Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm gonna talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode. And I've been asked to talk about another topic in which I thought was kind of unique in researching. Um, I know that many of, many of you out there that are listening have heard about the five uh, love languages. Well, I'm going to talk here for a few minutes about the five money languages. And this has really helped me with all of my unique people that are on my team, as well as people that I work with on a regular basis, including my wife. And these there, there's five of them. The first one is the saver. The second one is the spender. The third one is the risk taker. The fourth one is the security seeker. And then the last one is the, the flyer. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about in detail on all of these. But the first one is, is the saver. And this is my opinion on what a saver is. is. This is somebody who believes that they can save their way to profitability. Um, they believe that if they, you know, I, I think I have friends like this that they believe that if they do everything right, work the nine to five job, you know, do, you know, put a little bit money in investing and put a little bit money in and pay their bills on time and pay a little bit extra in their mortgage and all of these small things that they can save their way so that when they get ready to retire or they get ready to call it quits from their employer, that they'll have enough money saved to enjoy their life. Um, and I'm sure many of you out there know who the saver is in somebody you run into, right? They're the ones that you usually, I think you invite to lunch and they either don't go or they're like, hey, I brought my lunch from home. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of these people. It's just understanding their money language so that you can help understand in the relationship on how you can work together efficiently. Uh, the next one is is the spender, and um, I have friends like this as well, that as soon as they get money in their bank account, whether they're, they get a big ticket item or a big chunk of money in their bank account, they're really not thinking ahead at bills that need to be paid you know, down the road. They're, they'll go out and spend the money. Oh, I got $500 in my account, and they'll go out and buy themselves gifts they'll go out and get their nails done or their hair done, or they spend it on themselves. It's a way for them to validate their success. And they'll usually spend it as quick as it comes into their bank account and not have money at the end of the month to pay bills that may need to be paid, right? So that's the, so we have the saver, the spender, and now the risk taker. Now, these are people that are always, in my opinion, going for broke. You know, they're always the big dream chasers. They're like, oh, you know, they're they're going to mortgage out everything they have and trying to go for more success or more items. You know, typically they're entrepreneurs, very big risk takers and, you know, big, big. Um, how do I say this politely? They've got a lot of um, nerve, meaning that they're going to they're going to do it and they're going to push the envelope when it comes to max out everything and anything they can with the with their uh, credit the risk taker 
The one is this, then the, the next one is the security seeker. Now that's me. You know, I could have $3 million in the bank and it still wouldn't be enough. And I think part of that goes back to my childhood growing up with eight sisters and two brothers. You know, there was, I didn't live without, but I didn't live in surplus. And if I wanted something, I had to go out and earn it. What that meant is if that I wanted to, you know, I purchased a gun when I was 14 to go hunting with. I went up and I went and picked up trash at a locally, a local property management company three days a week. And about six, eight weeks later, I'd saved enough money up to go and purchase that gun for my first hunt. But I worked and worked and worked to have, you know, things besides just the necessities of, you know, food and a place to stay. And the last one is, is the flyer. This is the, the person that typically flies by his or her seat of the pants. And they typically live paycheck to paycheck and they don't have any money in savings. And they look back and they just keep chasing and chasing. Um, some people may refer to it as they may be keeping up with the Joneses. And all of these money languages are important because my wife, as an example, she is a spender without a doubt. She's a spender. And there was a time that we lived very, very conservatively and we were the saver and we were saving every dime. There was not a lot of money for extracurricular activities. There wasn't a lot of money to go out. I mean, we were barely had any food in the pantry, right? So you may go through different stages in your life during with these with these money languages and the money language is important for you to understand, especially in a relationship. So I'll give you a few examples on, I have agents of mine that I just cannot get them to spend any money on themselves. What I mean by that is if I say, hey, I think you should do a lead order. And they're like, well, I don't have money for that. But in turn, they'll go out and work their guts out to earn money to do a lead order and use co-op money instead of their money because guess what it to them it's not their money it's somebody else's right so it doesn't mess with them mentally or make them feel like oh i'm a saver and i i don't have money for that they use somebody else's money to achieve the same success and it's funny to watch them because i tell them all the time i said you know what there's no greater investment than investing in yourself and then the spender you know my wife, like I said, she lived very conservatively and I have no problem with her going out and spending money because she deserves it. And I wouldn't have anything that I have without her by my side. And that's one day that she, that's one thing that she does to help validate, make her feel good and her success. And sometimes she refers to it as retail therapy and doesn't bother me at all. And then I have friends that are the risk takers. I have friends that are developers. And they, you know, they'll max out everything to put a piece of land under contract to do the due diligence and then potentially turn around and sell it for a profit. And they're dealing with some dollars that, I mean, they could lose everything, you know, or these are your people that um, are farmers that plant a yearly crop, hoping that it rains. And that at the end of the year, they have a yield where it's going to pay a profit or people that will take every line of credit on their house to go and try and invest it in something else. And I told you, I am definitely 
the I need a security blanket. And it's because of the fear of loss. And that goes back, I think, to childhood. And also when I lost everything in that, my family was not out on the streets, but I had to move in back with my mom and dad. By understanding these five money languages, it will help you in your business. It'll help you with your employees. Um, if you have an employee, for instance, that they may not want to raise, they want some validation or they want a gift, right? If you understand that their love language is spending money on themselves, if you were to give them a gift basket, that's probably going to go further than a, a, a raise that you give them, right? So it'll help you in your business. It'll help you in a relationship. It'll help you understand how to communicate with people and help them overcome their fears so that they know what their language is. And you may not know what your, your language is, and it could change from time to time. There's nothing wrong with any of these languages, uh, the money languages. It's just how you, how you understand them and then use them because you have a lot of different people that you associate with and come and come in contact with that have a different money language than you. Uh, and if you, it's okay to mix it up. I mean, my wife encourages me to spend money as crazy as that seems. And she knows that when the bank account goes to zero or next to zero, that it gives me anxiety. But you know what? She's taught me to live a little bit. I've run into a lot of people that were the savers over the years. And I tell them they're 68, 67, 70 years old. They've got a million dollars in the bank. And I'm like, you worked 40 to 60, 40 years to accumulate that wealth. Now enjoy it. But it's hard for them to part with, right? So it's knowing these money languages has really helped me in my business. It's really helped me communicate with the agents on my team understanding what makes them tick. And it's also helped me with clients that I work with on a regular basis. I wouldn't think, I, you know, to talk about this and go over this was kind of interesting for me. And I know that there's value here. Take the time. There's great articles on Google. There's books that talk about the money languages and give you a little bit more insight. And then ask yourself, which one are you? And who is your partner? What are they? What, who is the person, the five closest friends you work with? What kind of money language do they have? It's fun to learn. It's fun to implement. And as, as always, share, like, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Dole.